My name is Paul Heyman, and for once, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> In the city of brotherly love, the home of extreme, we'll let WWE Extreme Rules. You are listening to your WWE Extreme let Rules. Me in. Let 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 me in. You can follow the Lock Betting Twitter account at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. If you want to follow our... really put anything in the main event here for this show wouldn't surprise me if it was the fight pitch match wouldn't surprise me if it was ronda rousey and Liv morgan wouldn't even surprise me if it was finn bowler against edge loads of loads of different ways to go i think that kind of tells you that the card has been built up properly and uh, there is a lot of excitement for this Extreme Rules card. This isn't WrestleMania. This isn't SummerSlam. This isn't Raw Rumble. This isn't even a Saudi show. But the anticipation for tonight is very, very high. So kudos to Triple H and co for building this up quite well. I'm looking forward to the event tonight. We begin with the matchup here between Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. Liv Morgan coming in as the SmackDown champion, SmackDown women's champion. Liv Morgan is the 7-4 underdog here with Ronda Rousey at 4-9. I think it's difficult to see Ronda Rousey losing to Liv Morgan three times. I think it's especially difficult seeing Ronda Rousey losing in an Extreme Rules match. There's a long, long way back to the title for Ronda. And Ronda's been a lot better lately, so I'm not sure if there is any rush to do Ronda and Becky unless Ronda is out after WrestleMania, but you can hold that match back until WrestleMania 40. You can wait one more year if you can convince Ronda Rousey to stay with the company for another year. But ultimately, if she's going to face Becky or not, I still think you should put the belt on her here on this show. I don't think Liv Morgan is working for me or for anybody else. Yes, there is a lot of Liv Morgan fans out there, and I'm sure she sells a ton of merch, but she's not working as the SmackDown's women cha women's champion. And with Ronda doing her best work ever in the WWE right now, other than uh, being a heel and wearing the T-shirt of a charity, wasn't really a big fan of that. I do think that you go with Ronda Rousey here in this one. Up next, we look at the fight pit match where the bookies have worked out that Matt Riddle is going to win this. Um, he is the one to three favorite and Seth Rollins here is available at nine to four. 
I was hoping to get a better price hit on Matt Riddle. I thought people would consider this to be more of a 50-50, given that Seth Rollins is a higher level player than Matt Riddle. But this is Matt Riddle's coming out party. He really needs a big win here. This is his type of match. This feud has got very, very personal. And some of the things that Seth Rollins has said, that's real life. That is true. And that just has just happened recently. Prior to his split up, Riddle was seeing his kids and um, now he isn't. So everything that's being said is personal. I'm surprised it's managed to make its way to television. But ultimately, if that happens and when a wrestler agrees to that, I don't think that you put him in a losing feud and send him down to the bottom of the card. So uh, with Cormier there, I think we see Matt Riddle winning this match. We haven't picked an underdog so far. And uh, I don't think that's going to change here in this match. Although out of the matches we've covered so far, I do think Drew McIntyre is the biggest live dog. He's the 2-1 to one underdog here to beat Karrion Cross at 2-5. to five. I just think he's lost throughout this build-up. And the fact that he's lost throughout this build-up usually tells you that he's going to win. Unless Karrion Cross is that big of priority. Because if Triple H is fully on board with Karrion Cross and Scarlett... He'll be winning in the build-up and he'll be winning the match as well. And that is, um, that's very worrying for Drew McIntyre because where does he go on the card if he's losing a build-up and he's losing the match? The only way is down or possibly a potential heel turn down the line. But if any main eventer turns heel at this point, he's just going to be behind Roman. I mean, it works for Seth Rollins um, doing this kind of um, Joker-esque kind of gimmick. But what does Drew McIntyre do? He just gets really, really angry about the fact that the fans didn't support him after he carried the company through the pandemic. Um, he starts facing baby faces, but ultimately he cannot be the champion. He cannot win the belt as a babyface and he cannot win the belt as a heel. And as good as Roman Reigns is as the champion and the double champion, this is the issue. What is the road for Seth Rollins? What is the road for Kevin Owens? What is the road for Drew McIntyre? What is the road for Cody Rhodes when he comes back? If Roman Reigns is holding on to that belt for another year, we know we're getting to rock Roman and we know Roman's winning. And um, if he's having a title reign that, that, that is that long, I can see him even surpassing the, the pay-per-views in 2023, the likes of the uh, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Saudi shows. We could be seeing Roman running all the way to WrestleMania 40 and then subsequently running through all of these stars that you build up. The resurgence of Finn Balor, another title shot for Edge, Karrion Cross, the return of Randy Orton. You can see Roman overcoming all of these obstacles and even possibly Cody Rhodes when he comes back. Up next, we look at that match between Edge and Finn Balor, where Finn Balor has moved to the four or five favorite. This is um, this is surprising because Edge began as the favorite, but there has been money on Balor, making Edge now the even money underdog. I'm surprised by it, but I don't disagree with it. I'm surprised that people have looked at this build-up and looked at the, the little hints in the storyline with Edge talking about his family and how they don't want him to wrestle anymore and the fact he's wrestling an I-quit match. This is all set up for, for Beth Phoenix to throw in the towel or for Beth Phoenix or the children of Edge to be involved in this storyline, either Judgment Day um, attacking them backstage or holding them hostage backstage as Edge is about to win or or Edge taking a severe four-on-one beating here until his wife throws in the towel. 
something hokey is going to happen here. But ultimately, the WWE are invested in Judgment Day and these young stars, and they are definitely invested in Finn Balor. Don't forget that Finn Balor was a huge star in NXT and the first Universal Champion when he came from NXT. So Triple H is a big Finn Balor guy, and I see him getting a big win here. And I don't think Edge will mind. Edge always wanted to work with Finn Balor. I broke that story over on the Dirty Sheets behind the Patreon paywall. And um, yeah, I think we'll see Finn Balor going over Edge here in this I Quit match. Up next, we look at the match here between Bianca, Bianca Belair and Bailey in this ladder match where Bianca is the one to two favorite and it's six to four on Bailey. Bailey could honestly win this because I'm not sure where her faction goes if she loses. She could have rematches, but when you're looking at Oscar being injured, that kind of sets you up for Alexa Bliss being the only person that can help. Um, Bianca Belair here when the rest of Damage Control get involved you can see Damage Control with all the belts I think the X Factor here making it for me one of the more difficult matches to call on the card the final match here we look at is between the Brawling Brutes and Imperium and this is a 50-50 10 to 11 on the Brawling Brutes and 10 to 11 here on Imperium I think there's definitely value on the Brawling Brutes. They have lost this entire feud. Sheamus losing twice to Gunther. I think it's time for the Brawling Brutes to get this win, to restore some credibility. If they don't win, they are 100% all in on Imperium. They don't care about protecting the Brawling Brutes at all. I don't think that is the case. I think this feud may have some legs, but in order to carry on, the Brawling Brutes do need to pick up some sort of win here at Extreme Rules. Closing out with your lock on the show, I'm going to go with Finn Balor to beat Edge. Everything lines up here. Judgment Day need the win. Finn Balor needs the win. Triple H is behind Finn Balor. You can see the hints on television. And I think Finn Balor gets the win here and he's available at the price of 4 to 5 minus 125. If you want to get all of my official plays for Extreme Rules, you can do it in two different ways. All of my plays for all sports are available at lockbetting.com. That's the lockbetting.com Patreon page. That is my premium pay service that has delivered 112 months in a row of transparent track profit. That will get you NFL, MLB, soccer, tennis, everything that we do. But if you just want combat sports picks, if you just want UFC and WWE and AEW, then you just head over to the dirtysheets.com and sign up for the combat pack. That is just $40 a month. And you can get all the combat sports picks there without getting any of your other sports. So that's the two ways to get my official picks for tonight. And those picks will be released in about 90 minutes time. That's it for me and your extreme rules. Hey, hey.